Hey everybody and welcome to Press Box Talk with your host today, The Specimen. The personality is working away and he cannot be here today so I am going to hold down the show. Today there is lots been going on over the weekend. If you have not listened to our last podcast, listen to it. Friday, it was a big one. Now we are getting into this week, that being July 12th in the sports world. To start off this week, The hockey is now over. There was a big trade today, Monday, July 12th. Duncan Keith from the Chicago Blackhawks to Edmonton for Jones and a third. Now, my grading on this pick is going to be out there a little just because I am not as familiar with the young guys as some people. But from the analysts and everybody that I've heard, this is not a good trade for Edmonton. Getting rid of a great young defenseman. He was upset last year that he didn't get to play. Now, Chicago gets a young one. A real good young one and a third round pick and Edmonton gets an aging Duncan Keith. Now Duncan Keith was good but you're buying a 38 year old defenseman. This is old. This is not something that I think this team should have done. I think a big mistake and I think they'll have to use a protect if I'm not mistaken on Duncan Keith. This could really throw a wrench in some plans and Edmonton could be losing a good player in the expansion draft which is two weeks away. Other hockey news, Kucherov and all the lightning parade today. Big thing down in Tampa. Back-to-backs for those guys. Patty Maroon got three, so trips back-to-back-to-back. Crazy for him. He's been doing it, and he's been having fun down there. So that wraps up the hockey season. The next thing that we will touch on on this podcast will be the Kraken, the draft, and moving on from there. Now, listening to what's been going on in the NBA... Last night, game three, the Bucks come back. It's two to one for the Suns. Personality had the Suns losing to the Bucks. I had the Suns winning it. I'm sticking with it. Six games, the Suns get it done. Look for the Bucks to win the next one in Milwaukee, and then Phoenix to win at home, and then Phoenix to wrap it up versus the Bucks in Milwaukee game six. That's my prediction. I'm sticking to it. And the big talk last night was Giannis. Giannis went off 41 points. They look good. And the Bucks look like they could give this thing a full run. Most people did not realize that, or didn't think, I guess, that this thing was going to just go. Like, we didn't think that it was going to just be a run through. The Bucks have life. Normal. This is exactly what we were expecting. And it'll be very interesting going into the later part of this week how this series wraps up look for another show Wednesday as well as I will touch on that I'm holding it down as I said the other big thing that I know the personality he wanted to touch on was the Connor fight he is not here so I will touch on that he was saying about that Connor he thinks is near done with all these losses injuries all these things he had picked Poirier I had picked Connor I was wrong he was right and I just don't know with Connor. He's not as hungry as he once was, and it's starting to look like this could be the rest of his career. If he loses anymore, I don't know if I want to see him fight anymore. And then the other big one on the weekend was Greg Hardy. He lost very soon and very fast in that fight. Connor's injuries, though, back on that topic, it'll be very interesting to see what goes on there because he has lost and lost. I think he needs to take a lower opponent at this point and get back into what he does great. He will not be fighting for a long time. If you did not see, it was a gruesome, ugly injury. And just disgusting, really. It wasn't very nice to see. And for any fighter out there, you don't want to see those type of things happen. 
Now, the other big thing in the fight world was last week, end of the week, Fury, big talk, he has COVID. So this fight will get pushed, they believe, training and all of those things. Now, the big talk on that fight is what will it do to Anthony Joshua and his fight that was dated for November, I believe. I would look for everything to get pushed back now that it is confirmed. When I had podcasted and said that it could be, I figure this pushes out of 2021 into 2022. That is exactly what happens. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Wilder fight doesn't happen to October or November. And then we see Fury Joshua twice in the same year, 2022. Disappointing to say the least, but what can you do with all that's going on in this world? And hopefully it doesn't, hopefully we don't have more cases of these things and ruining sports for us and the world going forward. Lots of people have been affected. We get that, but it'd be nice for us to get back to some normal part of our life. Now, touching on the other sports, they're going to be big ones. They're going to be big talks today. I'm going to talk a little more in depth into baseball, football, CFL, and those will be the three big ones. Might wrap it back around later on, but those will be the three. Now, today on our Facebook page, we threw out a big one for our sponsor, Fitco Conditioning. There's a video on there that explains everything, but at the end of the day, online training for everybody is available, $50 a month. Let's take your program to the next level. You can get a lot with this package. You get your Apple Watch paired, you get your um, Fitbit paired, you get all the cardio you need, all the workouts you need, core, stretching, rolling, tons of programs on there. They're all for you. They're not just mass produced. These things are put in with care to what you need. Any injuries, this is just a great program. Lots of scoliosis clients been worked with, MS, Parkinson's, spine fusions, lots of injuries. This company is top notch and they can work with your injuries. Whether you're a weekend warrior or somebody who needs fitness to help them through these injuries and past um, problems. Now, follow Fit Code Conditioning, go to Facebook, follow them. We thank them for their sponsorship and approval and how they've really helped Pressbox Talk get going. Fit Code Conditioning. You can also check out their website at fitcoconditioning.ca. Now, getting into our next big topics of the day, these being football, football, football. The NFL, last week there was a big golf thing going on. People are wondering, is Aaron Rodgers going to, what's going to happen there? We've talked so much on this, I feel blue in the face. But at the end of the day, one big thing has got to be said about it. I don't see any trade package where Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay. This will be the swan song. This will be a team that is going to be very good if Aaron Rodgers comes back. I think you're going to see Devontae Adams gone. (coughs) Excuse me. And Aaron Rodgers gone. (coughs) Damn AC. Sorry, guys. Uh, Yeah, no. Those two are going to be gone at the end of this year. They will play out this season. They will have a decent enough season. They win the North if um, if Rodgers comes back. And then I would say the Rams and Packers are the two teams that can really push with the 49ers as a possibility of the box. With Aaron Rodgers, I just don't see a trade package that's going to happen with all that's been going on. Five firsts, four firsts, three. Denver keeps circulating the name, but I don't see how Denver can give up a guy like Cortland Sutton, Graham Glasgow, and then three first-round picks. How that makes this team any better, considering Cortland Sutton is the second-best receiver on the team behind Jerry Judy, and then you have one receiver. I've had this debate many times with different people, but at the end of the day, if you're Aaron Rodgers, is Denver a better team than Green Bay? And the answer is no. 
Aaron Rodgers would be joining a division that would then have the best uh, quarterbacks in the entire league, I would argue. Patty Mahomes being number one. Justin Herbert would probably be three. Well, he would be if Aaron Rodgers was in it. He's number two right now, I have ranked. But if Aaron Rodgers goes there, that really bumps everything up and you'd have Mahomes, Rodgers, Herbert and Carr, and Carr being the worst of the bunch, but I don't actually think he's horrible. I think that team just, just it would be a tough division, I, I, and I don't see Denver walking through. I see Denver as, with Aaron Rodgers, the second best team, but the Chargers could be on the improve, and it could be scary going forward. I don't think it's a walk in the park, necessarily. Now, talking about the, what it would do to the North, of course this would shake up the North if Rodgers did leave. If he stays, they win the North. If he leaves, I have the Vikings and Bears fighting it out with Green Bay being in there as well as wild card possibility. Haven't seen enough of Jordan Love yet to say this team would be in the sewer, but not enough yet to say this team's going to be able to play like they have when they've had an MVP type caliber player there in Rodgers, who is the reigning MVP. So going from that, it would be difficult to say this team's going to win the division. My personal pick would be Chicago, just because of Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, and a great defense. The Vikings, it would have to be Kirk Cousins putting the team on his back with a great receiving core in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. I could see the Vikings being good. Let's put it that way. I could see those two fighting it. And then, of course, my Lions, last place, I still have them in. I think they got a long ways ahead. The receiving core cannot be anchored by Tyrell Williams and a rookie. Great, 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 but we need a number one. We've gone from Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay to none of nobody in that group. Look for Brown from USC to step it up and be great for the Lions. But it's going to be some growing pains in that division. Now, talking on the other divisions in the NFL, a quick little shake-up here and there. Melvin Ingram still available. Where could he go? That's affecting a lot of teams. I really like the North this year, the AFC North. I have Baltimore-Cleveland fighting it out. This comes down to Lamar with Baltimore. And then it comes down to Cleveland, what they can do and put together. I have Cleveland winning it for just that they're the most talented team in the division. Now, the Ravens have a lot of pieces as well. Can the Ravens, Lamar, move in and do a good move? I think that they can, and I think they can push it. It'll be interesting to see if Lamar's going to throw more. What's going to go on there with that team? Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, those will be the battles. Pittsburgh is going to need a big season from Najee Harris. They're going to need a big season from Claypool and Juju and their defense to hold up. Missing Bud Dupree, I don't see this team as anything more than a wild card team this year, unfortunately, as that was a big loss, and that's when their season kind of went in the sewer last year. And then the Bengals, of course, are a long ways away. They're building, but... I don't know where I see them, maybe five wins, maybe six, but not enough to make them do enough this year to get into the relevancy. The other division that I did want to touch on was AFC South, and then I'm going to move on to a little CFL news, and then I might make my way back later on to the NFL. Uh, the AFC big news is the South. Jags, look for them, as we predicted, to be kind of a shake-up team. They are going to be a mid-streamer there. They're not going to be garbage. They're going to turn it around a little. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be there. They're going to be a bit better than they were last year, for sure. A lot of talent. Shark, Marvin Jones, Chenalte Jr. They got James Robinson. They got um, the Clemson running back, Etienne. They got Travis Lawrence. They got Tim Tebow. We'll see Tebow, big X factor, if he can play great at tight end. Then defense, they got great players as well. They have um, Miles Jack, 
and then their end from Kentucky. I am blanking right now. Jonathan Allen. They got a decent enough team. And then they got the old Seahawks guy with dreads. What is his name? I'm going Griffin. Sorry about that. That is the Jags. Then Houston, worst team in the division. Tyrod Taylor will be the starter. Deshaun will not play with all those accusations and things. That's going to take a while to be sorted out. Look for Houston to be one of the worst teams in the NFL and be in the running for Statler Radliff next year. Or Rattler. Um, that's what I think. Then going in, we go into the other two teams. Titans, Colts. Titans did more. Colts did less. I picked the Titans to win the division. I like what Julio can do, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill is a sneaky pick. I've mentioned, mentioned, mentioned him in fantasies and in real life. Indy needs to do more. Indy didn't. It will be a big year for a few of their players. If you think Jonathan Taylor, he will have to have a huge season for them if they are going to make it long in the running. Now, switching up to a CFL broadcast, quick talk, what's going on. We have been on the CFL We've been trying to figure it out. Lots of injuries last year, week for Saskatchewan. People are trying to figure out what teams are here and there. We did our picks way earlier. August 6th and 7th and 8th are the big kickoffs. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We will be at Saskatchewan Rough Riders BC. Come say hi to the personality and specimen. We will be there. We will also be in Edmonton for the Elk versus Ottawa. Picking Saskatchewan, Edmonton very early in those games. However, I do think the Elk, I rated them a little higher than I should have, and I think that maybe the Elk would be the crossover team. I see Calgary being one, Winnipeg being two, Saskatchewan being three in the West now with a new updated version of what I see, and then Hamilton being one, Montreal being two, and then I really like Edmonton as that number three spot in the crossover. Toronto, Ottawa, worst two teams in the league with BC close. If I was picking and making bets, Hamilton being the best just because they got to play Toronto four times, which is wonderful if you're them, where everybody West has to beat up on each other. So it'll be interesting going forward to see how that all goes. CFL, hot news. Fantasy, not as equivalent in this. I've never really played it in years in the CFL. It's a little different. Nine teams. If you want a league, suggest, comment on our page. We can always try to put something together for people if this is something of interest. In the fall as well, we'll be doing a pick em for the NFL. So if you're interested in that, please reach out. We can throw you in it. We're going to do it just for fun. Maybe if we can get some sponsors on and have some giveaways as well. Now, getting back in, a quick little update back to the NFL. I touched on a few things there. I think we already know where I feel and where the personality does on the, um, the South. The South is going to be ran by the Bucks. Bucks are winning it. Look for the Falcons, Saints, and Panthers to fight it out. But probably still the Saints if Jameis Winston can play. If not, I'd look at Atlanta to maybe be the second place team. NFC East, I'm sticking with Washington and Dallas. Washington winning it. Dallas being a wild card. And then I have Philadelphia being the worst team in the division with the Giants' possibility of getting in there maybe in the wild card. The West is where it's won, and it's going to be wild in the NFC. Seahawks, Rams, 49ers, Cardinals. I could see any of these teams first. I could see any of these teams last. My picks are the Rams' first team in Stafford. Looks great. Seattle and 49ers fighting it out. If it wasn't for Russell, they'd be the worst team in this division. But Russell Wilson has an X factor, and he can do a lot for them. So it'll be interesting to see if Seattle and Russell can will them into a division title or a wild card. I have them as the third team behind San Fran, 
I just believe that the two most talented rosters in this division are the Rams and 49ers. I do think Russell Wilson and Stafford are the best two QBs, hence why I picked the Rams to win. And then Seattle, it's on Russell. Russell's just that good. It'll be interesting to see what Russell Wilson can do and if this O-line can improve and what they can do going forward. I've touched on the North, I've touched on the East, I've touched on the South, and I've touched on the West now for the NFC. You have it. Now I go wrap around. I've touched on the West, and I've touched on the South. Now the East is the only division in the AFC I've not touched on, as I touched on the Cleveland Browns and the Ravens. So the East, what do I see? The Billies win it. And then the real question is, is the Patriots or Dolphins second best? I see the Jets as the worst still, and I see the Patriots and Dolphins fighting it out. This comes down to Tua, this comes down to Cam, this comes down to Mac Jones. I believe in Tua, I think that Tua will be okay, I don't think he's going to win lots of games, I don't think he's going to lose a lot. 9-7, and seven, they are second in the division, and I think the Patriots are going to be on the cusp there. Those two teams fighting it out, 9-7, and seven. I think they're almost going to have a tied record, so it could come down to play-ins could come into both of them making a wild card could be wild that is my hot take for the nfl today now the big news and the focus of this podcast is the mlb and before i get into that i am going to do a double sponsorship segment so this is where your ad could be if you want to sponsor the show we do have another sponsor coming up that will be featured we are just ironing out some details personality is on it he has been working hard and he has been grinding away. If you are in the Saskatoon area and you want to sponsor the show or Regina, we would love it. The show is based out of Saskatchewan and it is based out of Edmonton as we are in different provinces podcasting together three times a week. Edmonton Cherub Park, you are more than welcome to sponsor the show. We would love to have some sponsors and do some crazy things and have some great sponsorships. CFL, we would love to have a company get us tickets so we could give them away whether the Rough Riders or the Edmonton Elk. We would love it. So if you're out there, you want to sponsor the show, you got a company, we would love it. This is where your ad could be for the season, CFL season, run it right to December. Tickets would be beautiful. It does not need to be expensive just to get some tickets out there so we can give them away to some viewers. That's what we're looking at. We're looking at that, or if you would like to just have a sponsorship and help us out as this is a dream of ours so that we can keep doing it. Thank you very much, and now into the MLB. MLB All-Star Week, it's big. The Home Run Derby is going to be a big one. A lot of people going with Otani as their favorite. Otani's got to be the favorite. But then Olsen from Waze, that's a big pickup. That could be a good one as well. It will be a great night for the batting. It will be fun. It will be a good time. The All-Star Game itself could be a lot of fun as well because you could see Otani pitch and hit. First guy to go to the All-Star Game is both. It's going to be interesting to see where this whole season kind of goes for these guys as it's a wild weekend with a lot of injuries going into it. Seager, Trout, now Acuna done for the year. Lots of injuries. Some of them will come back. Acuna done for the year. Horrible news there if you have, were not following over the weekend. We wish him well. Great player. My favorite player currently in the MLB alongside Trout. And I just see it as a very sad knock to the league. Canada-wise, you got to be proud if you're a Blue Jays fan. Lots of Jays in this one. Lots. The Jays have been doing well. The Jays have been... They got Simeon as a starter. They got Vlad Jr. If you're a fan, I'd suggest if you're ever going to buy a jersey, this is the most enjoyable player to watch for the Toronto Blue Jays in years. 
Guerrero Jr. is the real deal. Love him. Great player. And you know what? He's good for the league. He's fun. He's exactly what I was saying at the beginning of the season with Acuna Jr. Otani, same way. Fun young guys making the league fun. All-Star Week is one of the best for baseball. It is my favorite of all because the Home Run Derby is just something special. If you do not tune in, you are missing out on something. So please try to tune in. It'll be a good one. Going out of this week, what I'm looking at now for the standings and everything is how I've touched all year on the MLB. A lot of people like it, so I'm going to keep touching on it. That being, the Mets are going to win this thing. Their pitching is just too dang good. They are going to do it. Stroman, Walker, you got uh, DeGrom. If Syndergaard would have come back, it would even have been scarier at Old Thor, but we won't get that. I just don't believe in the Phillies, and now that Acuna is done, I do not believe in the Braves doing this long term. I think the Mets win this thing, the NL there, that side, and I just see it happening. And then when I switch my talk here to the NL West, it'll be interesting as well. But the hot take, Mets, they're going to win it. Don't know how far they go. But Pete Alonso might need to warm up a bit and start hitting a bit better if they're going to go the distance. But on saying that, they do got some players. Lindor has heated up as of late. They are a better team than people gave them credit in the beginning. And I picked the Mets on that in that area there. Now, getting into the other ones, the Reds, Cubs. I'm going to stick with the Reds there. I've taken the Reds to win the division. It's wild. I know I like their pitching. Costello is hot. Gamal, they got a lot of good players there. They are a young team, and I like them. I'm making the Reds to win there. And then the West, our favorite personal on the show. We got the Dodgers. We got the Padres. We got the Giants. Picking the Dodgers to win this thing once Seager's back, once they're healthy and ready to go. They are my pick to win it. Giants being a wild card. And I could see the Padres, if they got their stuff together, also making it. That wraps up NL. Best teams in it, of course. I still have Giants, Padres, Dodgers. I got the Giants. Uh, the Reds to watch, the Cubbies to watch, the Brewers to watch, and then I got the Mets. That's the only one in that division I believe in. Phillies, I don't know. Fanatic would probably punch me in the face for saying that, but I don't believe in them. I don't believe in the Phillies, and that's just, I don't like what I'm seeing out of that team at all, and they're just not a well-rounded squad to be able to go the distance. Now, getting into the AL, where everybody in this country, in Canada, is is just one of the better. I think it's just one of the better things because we got the Jays. And we got that beautiful team, the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm not a Jays fan, but I like watching them. I'm a Tigers guy. The Jays are fun. They're a great squad. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays are a great team as well. They are playing that money ball thing down there. Will it turn out? This division is just insane, the AL East. You got the Red Sox firing. You got the Rays firing. You got the Jays. The Yankees look like shit. And then you got the Orioles, the worst team, one of the worst. So it'll be interesting to going forward what the Orioles can do, more what the Yankees can do. Can they get back into it in the second half here? I see this thing wrapping up with Red Sox Rays. And if the Jays pitching, 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 can they get going? The Jays could be scary. They got one of the best fielding teams in the league, in my opinion, just talent-wise. Bats are hot. But it'll come down to that pitching for the Toronto Blue Jays. And coming out of All-Star break, look for maybe a trade, maybe get a closer, maybe some setup men. Now, switching to the AL Central, the White Sox, my team that I picked to win it, not my actual team. They are the best. I like what they do. They're a young squad. They got a lot of talent. I like everything about this team. I don't think they win the whole thing by necessarily, but I think they're the best team in this division. Twins and Tigers, horrible. And then you got the Cleveland Indians and the Royals in the middle there. I think the Indians are the only team that can really push them, and I don't think they can. The White Sox win this thing, and that was my prediction at the beginning of the year. 
Now, going into <clears throat> the AL West. We got the AL West, which is a crazy one, because there's so much going on in this thing. The Astros, a great team. The Athletics, a great team. They're the two front runners right now. But then you got the Angels with Otani, and then Cottrell come back. Could they do it? Angels, if they're kind of remind me of the old Edmonton Oilers. You got two of the best, but can you surround this team with talent? This team should be making moves. You cut pool holes. You need to get some moves here. You need to get the pieces. You got to do something. If these are years where Trout, once he's back, and Otani, you got young guys. You got a great team. Can they do it? I don't know yet. I, I I just don't know if can the Angels turn this thing around. It'll be interesting going forward to see if this team can push themselves into a wild card. Now the other two teams I have neglected a little here so far: Mariners, Rangers. Rangers done for the year. I think we all know that. The Mariners, what can they do? Well, the Mariners, they always have pieces. They always got guys. They have the longest drought in professional sports for making the playoffs. 2001, 20 years. Could it be this year? I don't know. They need more. They need to do more. And the Kyle Lewis, Mitch Haniger, they got to do more. This team's got to do more. They got pieces. The pitching isn't there. I don't see them making it. And I think this team has been had great years in the past. I just don't know where they're going with it. It's a sad story today. And I see the Mariners not making it, unfortunately. Now, wrapping it all up today, I got about five minutes here to touch on some things that are crazy in the world in sports. Olympics being big one. No, no, no fans, which we kind of expected. Outbreaks over there and everything. The games will be all right. I heard both sides. Why are we doing this? Well, why are we having fans? Well, the athletes have worked their lives for it, so we need it. If, if it's safe enough, let's do it without fans. That's why it's needed. On the other side, I see that people are saying, oh, about the travel and everything. But I think the Olympic Village, they got to be a little stricter, do their job, and we'll be okay going forward into this season. Now, with a few tidbits going into other sports as well, CFL tickets are on sale. I know the Edmonton Elk should be sponsoring us, but they aren't. I'm going to throw a shout-out to there, though. Three-game pack you can get for $90. Big things. Season opener you can get here in Edmonton. 35,000 free t-shirts given out on night of and fireworks. They're going to start to get you in those stands and do their best. Give them a chance. And I'm sick and tired of people going on the website with both. I really am. I, I'm going to have my rage right here for a second. I'm sick of you guys saying that this isn't a good name and it's shitty. And then I'm also sick of the other side of people, like just normal day people, both sides fighting. Come in the middle, give the elk a chance. It's not the best name, but the Eskimo name needed changed. I get it. Don't say that you don't like the name. You're not even going to give it a try. And then the other people that said, oh, the old name was blah, blah. That was our heritage. It's changed. I get it. We needed to change it. But don't shit on everything that the Edmonton Eskimos franchise did do in the city. They were good. It's somewhere in the middle. We're not saying it's shit. We're not saying it's good. I have nothing Edmonton Elk yet. I will try to get a shirt. And I'm not against the name. I grew up with the other name, though, of course. So it will take some time. I'm not going to go and just say that I'm going to buy everything up. I think the elk is okay. I don't hate it. I think it's a decent enough name. Give me a year or two. I'll grow into it, I'm sure. I see the reason why it needed changed. But I just, I think we can respect each other and not go to you're an idiot. That's where Facebook and a lot of things are these days. So give it a chance. Three for 90, though. The packages for the Edmonton elk that I saw was Ottawa and both. You're going to have Hamilton or Saskatchewan and then the Labor Day rematch. 
So those are the games. There's two packs on there. Look into them. And then Saskatchewan, I was looking. Tickets are going like hotcakes out there. Saskatoon, Regina, everybody in that province supports that thing. So it'll be interesting to see if these tickets are even available in coming weeks. But in saying that, I think that we all know that the they're one of the best franchises in the entire CFL, and Saskatchewan has a great fan base. So those games will be big. We will be at them. Look into those. I would also look into the other towns. Support the CFL if you are okay with going in. You got double shots or however you feel. If not, watch it on TV. Give this league some support. It needs it. And I think going forward, it would be nice to see more people in the stands as long as it's safe and to do so. CFL missed you, Canada. Canada missed CFL. We are back. It's going to be August. It's going to be a hot take. We are going to be in, like I said earlier, Regina. We are going to be for that first game. And then we are also going to be in the game in Edmonton for uh, the Edmonton Elk game on the Saturday. Friday night, Saskatoon. And then we will be in Saturday in Edmonton. So, in saying that, I hope you guys all enjoyed the podcast. I tried to cover as much as I could. And I hope you guys have a great week. This is Monday. Go out, watch some All-Star break. Enjoy, watch the NBA. Have some fun outside. Do something outside. Enjoy it. And support your local teams in any way you can. Help them out. CFL needs it. And I will chat with you Wednesday. You guys have a great week and a great Monday. Thanks for listening. This is The Specimen. I cannot wait to hear from you guys. Go to the Facebook page, comment, and let's get at it. Let's let's start some conversations on there. And whatever you guys need, we can do. So you have a great day. Thanks for listening. And enjoy your Monday.